Once again to another edition of the Collapsing Pocket Podcast. My name's Sam and Carol, and as always, I am joined by my good friend Sam Aykroyd. Sam, how are you, my friend? Pretty good, pretty good. I think we should just start this pod up front by saying we have both had a couple of beers. Oh yeah, no, full disclosure, I am fucking leathered. So we'll see how it goes. Obviously, you will also notice by the fact it's gone straight to me. Well, Simon's gone straight to me. There's no Wardy either. No, well, he would be hosting it. He'd probably have a, a lovely uh, intro based on our um, incapabilities. Well, he would, but also if he'd been out with us previously, it, it would lovely wouldn't be the word for it anyway. So, me and you, we've been out, we've been to a fierce bar in Manchester, we've been having a few beers, there's been a tap takeover by my my uh, employees there want to be on brewing yep um, been lovely suitably suitably vibe we have a good time haven't we really? yeah it's December we, we've had a few Christmas discussions Christmas tunes were on weren't they big time Christmas tunes were on discussing which one's the best one so um, you would seem I would argue that you were much more confident in naming your top 10 ducks than you would be in naming your top 5 Christmas tunes I think that's true I mean there are a lot more Christmas tunes than there are ducks there are to be fair well, oh no other fuck there must be there, I'm there must be fucking hundreds of different kinds of ducks. Well, okay, ducks that I'm aware of. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> ducks I, that you've seen down your walk. I, mean, I don't know many more beyond outside of the UK. I, just quick update. I'm sure the listeners are delighted to know how's Richard Potchard doing. Uh, Andrew Pochard. Um, How can you not go with Richard? Richard what? Pochard. It sounds the same. It's called Andrew Pochard because yeah, because uh, Andrew Roachford uh, was. A minor pop star in the eighties, I guess you would know him from um, Cuddly Toy. No, I guess I wouldn't. Do you uh, do you know Alpha Papa, the Alan Partridge film? Uh, no. Well, you need to rectify that. Uh, but th- th- that starts off with an absolutely fantastic rendition of Alan Partridge mowing along to the song Cuddly Toy on his drive into. Wouldn't know the song Cuddly Toy. You you will know. I'm not going to sing it for you. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Tried to goad you into it, and you fucking. Deftly, I think the words deftly, despite the imbibement. Yeah, which, and, and everyone should be thankful for that. Anyway, <laughs> that's who that's who that duck's named after. Uh, he's still doing well. But Andrew, is he all right? As far as I know, I've not been How's able to week How's his broken wing, you said? Still broken. I mean, I don't think that's going to get fixed. I think that's just setting that but place he's, now. But he's, 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 he's so comfortable he in his new environment. So he can't fly, but he, can, he, can, he seems to be doing fine on that uh, lake down in Charlton. He's, he's been there, yeah, basically poachers mostly, not entirely, but mostly will just winter here. Uh, and then go over to... Uh, so it's the summer we've got to worry about him, really. Well, he's, but he's already had one summer now, so... Um, and he's been fine through it. But hopefully a few more poachers should be coming back from um, Scandinavia. Well, this is the interesting aspect, soon, isn't so it? have a few friends to talk to. Yeah, so is he happy when they all come back and, you know, re-acclimatise we'll to his We'll find out. This will what? be the first year when they're returning, so oh, we've seen, seen Andrew, I, all the best for Andrew. On, on the line of uh, yeah, wounded... Waterfowl, though, yeah, uh, there is another. There's a coot down there who's done something to his ankle. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, so he's got um, who's that Irish dude who's like a vet doctor that fucking saves people? He would save them, straps wheels to the next fucking canine he can find. He would save them, although most I know a lot of vets in the ISPCA mostly with wild animals, they just euthanize them. Mm. Uh, Not for you, that is it, bro. So they seem to be getting on, but yeah, the coot's got he's got one foot pointing one way and the other foot pointing the other, right. Seem to be getting on fire when I saw him, so, or her. So that's I'll interesting. That's interesting. Will that affect his migration patterns, you wonder? Coots don't have that. Oh, they uh, they're, oh, they're this, resident. This is why you guys listen to Sam. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah. Sam, if you're interested, when we talk about football, Sam's the ignorant one. Any other subject apart from football, 
He's leading the light. This is lovely. So tell us a little bit more about the coot then. So obviously, well, yeah, the coot you'll, you'll see the very. So common. they're year round. Yeah, very common on uh, in UK parks and stuff. You'll see the uh, black bear with the white. Uh, they've got what's well, called a shield across the forehead, which yeah, leans cool. to the beak. Top of their eyes, yeah, into the beak. So very white beak. Um, quite an aggressive bird, really. They'll, oh, nice. They'll, they'll squat very loudly, about a little bit smaller than a mallard, maybe not much. Very similar size. But no fucking about. And they've got yeah, they'll they've got web feet though. Are they? Sometimes you're just strutting around, but mostly they're sort of just surface feeding, picking on bits. Um, but yeah, quite a, a nice little bird. Uh, but I mean, really aggressive. They'll, they'll pick a fire with anything because I think they've got a sharp beak and they'll. But not to survive. Like the food is basically easy food on top of the water, as, well, as you say. They're just yeah, like, they'll defend themselves. They're not for fucking about with. Is what you're they've saying. got sharp beaks and they know it. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden I'm a coot fan. I've got to be honest. You yeah yeah you are. See, I don't hear. I'm not a big coot fan, but I can see why. Well, why wouldn't you be? They're the kind of bird that keeps themselves to themselves. When anyone comes along, they'll fucking tell them what. They fight themselves like they're kind of assholes in a way. Um, more so than a lot of other birds. <laughs> but I've got a lot. Sorry, write that down. Kind of assholes in a way. Coots are assholes in a kind of way. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, everyone will know a coot. I think we've all, we've all seen them before. I wonder if we'll get assholes past the uh, Apple. Uh, what, what's the word? Algorithms. Yeah. yeah. Well. I'll tell, tell you what, I'll be surprised if I can read this after the way I've written this. Well, I'll double check. Well, it's kind of a-holes, that's the title yeah. of the pod, apparently. Okay. Oh, um, but uh, lovely to have you on, as always, Sam. Now, fess up time. Work has been a bitch the last two weeks. I have had to go away from my new 9-5 role and uh, do some a lot of uh, ad-libbing, haven't I? Like, weekends... Doing Friday night beer tastings. I think you've enjoyed the vibe, haven't you? I've really enjoyed it, but it has wreaked havoc with my ability to do my extracurricular activities, which of course is the NFL and of course college football. So I would say it helped college football this weekend, didn't oh, it? Oh, me and you, we had a great time on Saturday, didn't you? You were down my uh, brewery, which we are actually sat in right now. Indeed, in the office space. But uh, So we had a few beers in here, Wonder Beyond again, just to get another plug in for free. Yes, yeah, love it, at Wonder Beyond underscore. Uh, but yeah, after that we got to see, and we'll get to it, on uh, Acoid Avenue, the game of the season so far, uh, possibly. No, nah, that's not a true statement. But yeah, depends, I will depends, give what him, the, depends what you mean by the game of the season. I well, it depends if you're a Bama fan or not as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bama Georgia. In terms of importance, it was the game of the season. Yeah, I'm so sure far. it was. Maybe not, perhaps it was more entertaining ones. I mean, they're both in the playoffs. Uh, how well, don't ruin it. We're going to get there. Uh, how important got... is it, I'm saying? Uh, what, the, uh, what, the outcome of that result? Yeah. Well, if it had gone the other way, then they might not be both in the playoffs. Who would have been? Um... Cowboys, they lost. Baylor, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, uh, Notre Dame might be in. Wardy's fighting Irish. Might Notre have snuck Dame it. might have snuck it. Right, fuck all that shit. Right, where's my phone? Let's get to some NFL shit. Well, okay, it's... Sam, this is your rundown for the week, as per usual. Mm-hmm. And a bit. <laughs> but well, I thought it was quite an interesting week, but. Narrative-wise, maybe less so. I think we're starting to get through some of the fudge of the year now. Maybe next, this week, last week, next week, the three weeks, this really determines. Well, this is the last bye week. so. Well, this is interesting. Yes, it we'll, is. We'll, we'll, we'll get a proper measure of where everyone is right now. We've only got 14 games this week coming up. Because as it stands, interestingly, mm-hmm. the Colts yeah. are not even in the playoffs. Uh, what? I know. Uh, but that's because they've... Uh, I think when I think they will be after this week when everything gets really just when everyone matches up on whether they win or not or what. Well, I think just in terms of other teams when they've got everyone's played. Yes, I understand. They, they've, so they've they've lost more games. Yeah, I know this. A, a six and five team may be lower than a five and five team because uh, sorry, uh, I can't remember. A six and five team might be lower than a six and four team, for instance. Yeah, I should probably bring it up. I tell you. Well, don't bother. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about some things we thought was interesting from the past week and of course where could we start I've got it here now they're seven and six yeah but everyone in the wild card is seven and five well, well there you go they've lost one less it makes sense yes. but i don't think we should really go any further without looking about what happened in week, yeah. in week 12 and um it was I think the best game, even though it wasn't a good game, the best game, the most intriguing game was probably the Monday Night Football. 
the biggest game of the week, you'd say. Even yeah, if it's necessarily it's, the best. It's odd because Monday Night like, Football, ESPN, they don't normally nail this, do they? It's been actually, to be fair, it's been pretty good. This They've year. done better this year. I'll give them that. But as you put all weather-related caveats in place, but did the Monday Night Football game confirm the return of the old order as New England to the team to beat and Buffalo are the Alice runs once again? Right. I just I normally throw this over to you straight away, but Buffalo are the also rans once again. Well, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. either way is said in uh, in common. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Speak. well, you say also as well, don't you? Also also runs. That's yeah, what, that's fine. That's fine. Buffalo also runs. It looks like they're going to be. Yeah. I think that's harsh, bro. I think. Hey, explain yourself. Go. I'll say I'll be slightly fair on the last. Uh, Sort of 10 or 20 years when they wouldn't even get into that category. Uh, but they are very much on the outside looking in now. Um, what are they after this result? 14 tenths New England. Where do you stand in the playoff picture? Well, they are 7 and 5, the second in the AFC East, which is almost gone from them now with this result, although they do play Patriots again. How well are the Patriots now? At the end of the month, they're 9 and 4. Oh, so if, 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 for instance, the uh, Buffalo Bills win their game in hand, which no. is this week. They need to beat the they need to beat them again. Obviously. Hold on, Buffalo. Let me just double check this. Buffalo must be playing this week. They are so the third on the wild card standings. They're at Tampa Bay. If they somehow go to Tampa Bay and win, they are only one game behind the Patriots. And you're saying that Alza runs. I'm saying Alza because firstly that division's almost gone from them. Best stop doing that because my foot's right next to the dictaphone. Carry on. So, first of all, that division's pretty much gone from them now. Two games behind the Patriots. One game behind if they win the if, game in If hands. they beat the Super Bowl champions, who are also won 9-3 nine, nine this season, I think. Um, so, if they win that game, they'll only yeah. be one game, game back, two games back. Obviously, the Patriots have now got one win on them. They do play each other at the end of they this month. They do, and it will be in Foxborough. Uh, indeed. So, <laughs> tricky. But, yeah, they've got, so they've got uh, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Pats, the Falcons and the Jets to come. So, it's not... The worst. It sounds like they're in the playoffs to me. Two tough ones. They're currently third in the playoff list behind the Bengals and the Chargers. How can record. they be third if the Patriots are above them? In, in, the, in the wild card list, sorry. So they're eighth in total. Seventh. So they're in there. As it stands, seven and five. Uh, if they lose this one, I think the Colts would jump them. Okay. For example. Um, and I think they're behind Chargers and the Bengals, probably on, on whatever points scored or whatever the differential is there right who knows how they decide that uh, but this has been what I was saying by also runs more than anything and I'd say about the return of the AFC East to how we all know it from uh, the last decade rather than the last year yeah. or the last two decades maybe uh, is that the Patriots are going to come out of this champions and looking like uh, Super Bowl con- you know, not maybe not quite favourites, certainly not far off favourites. The way they're playing, the the, the uh, sort of streak they're on at the minute, it's hard. You'd be foolhardy to bet against them in any game. Uh, and the Bills thinking, well, you need to win a couple of really big games now in December just to just to get in that playoff picture. And when you do, why are things going so wrong for you for a team that you know, like I say, we were so impressed with last year, which hasn't really changed that much. Obviously, still got a fantastic quarterback, even with the you know the weather caveats I mentioned there. We're still managing to put the ball about in those <laughs> blizzard gale conditions, you know, which is remarkable enough. Isn't it? Why have they they have somehow managed to slip? I think I know I've been ragging on the Bills all year. I, I, I appear to have been. Actually, they've been pretty good all season, but I think they've had. Um, I think it's a mentality issue more than anything with them. That's interesting. Would you say the Bills have? have Underwhelmed or still have had a good season? I think underwhelmed. I think a lot of expected stuff. Them. I think you're the. I mean, there, there would have been people's a lot of people's nominations for a Super Bowl berth. Okay, um, but do you think it's a reasonable expectation? Yeah. From what, what did they win? Like, was it fourteen wins last year? Thirteen wins. So looked for not you know looked for not all the way through it and. Like I say it's been they've been fairly steady as we say they've been progressing for a few years now. There's not been any big changes through the clo- the postseason. Sort of managed that all very well. Everyone's on, on, you know, most of the star players have stayed and or have been there a couple of years. Yeah. So this should have been, this should be the way that the team's progressing. They should be sort of apexing now, and actually they're taking a little step back this season. Okay. 
Bearing in mind we've had a discussion before the podcast about how defences have stepped up a little bit. I I got a little bit knocked about a, a beat writer from Buffalo called Matt Perino. Um, he sent a tweet earlier this week saying, text I received this morning from Bill's fan. Me and all my friends were going to get a bus to, for the Panthers game. Which they're playing this, who they're playing in a week's time. Yeah. But don't think we're going to do it anymore. Everyone is sick of it. Well, that's pathetic. Um, it is pathetic, isn't it? Well, that's, sick of, what are they sick of? That's, are they sick of being relevant? That's Twitter fans for you. So I'm, not, I'm certainly not ragging on the Bills to that extent. I'm just interested where we are with the Bills. Because it has been 25 years since they've had a coach... The equivalent of Sean McDermott. Yeah. Someone who has got them a winning oh, yeah, record over their career. Any question on... Marv Levy was the last guy. We're talking six, seven different coaches at that time, you know? Yeah. There shouldn't it... be any question. I think that feels like a very much a sort of a Twitter uh, you know, fan, in scare quotes, because I never quite count them as fans. Um, statement, even though if, if you watch, they can get in a bus down to, to Carolina. Carolina. Which is, which is a big fucking bus, isn't it? It's a significant journey. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but you are going to see your team win. Like that, 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 oh, yeah? Uh, against Carolina, I think they are going to do that, yes. Uh, and we might talk about Carolina a little we later. We certainly will. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's that panicky, but I, I keep banging my same drums. Don't, this is why you shouldn't let me pick the uh, agenda every week. But it just feels like I don't think the Bills quite knew what to do with the favourites tag, which I think they had for that division coming into it. Um, I've don't got... Know, I don't know how we all had them. Like, Wardy certainly had them as number one. Yeah, I've got we... a big problem with what they have to. Why do you have to do anything with the favourites tag? Because it's not something you have to deal with. It is something you have to deal it's with. It's not. It absolutely is not. You... If you're expected, if you're expected we to win a s- game, no, no, that's no, much no. More, that's much more no. than like, oh, just just show up and see what happens. Sam, you are in the wrong sport at the wrong time. If you're in the NFL, simple fact of the matter is you deal with what is in front of you week in week out. And that's why you have teams like New England Patriots who can walk into any environment, change the game plan, be very chameleonic and win. It's not that they've dealt with being the favourite, it's that they've dealt with what's in front of them. That is all. I don't think that's true at all. No, that is exactly true. You Patriots have to... don't, have a, don't, don't have this, we can do anything because, we, because the pressure's on us. That's not the case. They know how to beat teams week in, week out. They take the simple thing. They don't look ahead of themselves. Okay, you can question... Did they do but... that last year? I don't know if they did. No, they were talent deficient last I think, year. But I think you have an issue... That's true. But I, 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 I don't think you can just write off the whole idea of external pressures from media, from fans. So you think Cleveland, I assume, is under the same umbrella than this? Yes, Cleveland had a really bad season. I know yeah, they've had a, no, they've not had a really bad season. They've had a season that under that underperformed their expectations. The season for Cleveland Browns is a dream season, in a way, from the last 20 years. From, well, yeah, and that's not my point either. Yes, it's better than the last 20 from seasons. What they, from what they wanted, like Miami. But that's not because that doesn't mean it's because of pressure. I think that's a part of it. I don't think so at all. I think that plays a huge. I think I think it's it's, it's, it's like the whole situation. Idea, the whole Cleveland idea of, in themselves, sorry, it's injury for the most part. Played a part, uh, and uh, yeah, there's lots of other factors into it. Um, I don't know if injuries played a big part in the in the Bills losing quite as many games as they have. Um, How many games did the Bills lost? Five. Did we just come to you? But yeah, they're, but they're out on the outside looking in. They, they really shouldn't be. Um, but what I would say, oh yeah, it's like the idea of. Repeating the Super Bowl is very hard to do. And it's not because, oh, all your players leave, which isn't necessarily is it not? the case. Not, it's not necessarily the case, but it's not easy to retain them. But, it's part of it, but you still retain a lot of them. And it's not well, because your schedule be. gets a bit tougher. It's, be, it's because you've got... I, would, I think there's a factor into it. Yeah, I think it's a factor, but I don't think it's a major one. I would say I think it's quite significant. Uh, I would whole, think not, not you, at because all. Because that pressure applies to the, you don't get many repeats on a Premier League title, you don't get many repeats on Champions League title. I think it's very hard to once you hit a certain level to like oh you're gonna I need to maintain that. It's much easier climbing the mountain than staying at the top. To of the me, mountain. Champions League is a perfect example because yeah. you can't repeat on Champions League because when you get to, the, to halfway through it, it's a knockout stage. So we can compare it to the playoffs. If you get back to the playoffs, to me, you have repeated. Mm. The Bills might not. The Bills very much will. And they're certainly going to repeat winning their division. Again, winning the division is a difficult scenario. I mean, how many teams in the Champions League this season, if you want to compare, have won the division compared to last season? PSG certainly haven't. Well, they'll 
You know, Chelsea certainly have. That's a slightly different case. Then, if Chelsea did win it last year, no, they did. They did. They under Lampard, interestingly enough. Interestingly. My, my, my point remains that pressure is an overrated opinion on this. This is not the reason why they have their own set of circumstances. Yes, how you overcome being a perennial loser, I will agree. That's a mindset. So why are the Bills? Why are the Bills in, what in a position? Second in the division. They've lost some sloppy games. In a position where if they don't beat... Do you think... In a position where if they don't beat last year's Super Bowl winners and don't beat the Patriots again, they very much might not make the playoffs. Might... Well, OK. Let's let's just adjust the boundaries of that argument. So why is this if it's not my... What are they, what are they doing wrong? What makes you think they're doing... They're 7 and 5. What makes you think they're doing anything wrong? That's, that's a game away from being 6 and 6, isn't it? It is. It's what. It's also. It's also one game away from being the second seed in the AFC if they were in the same division as the Patriots. So, uh, so that's what I'm saying. I think we're talking about small margins in that case, which is. My point is that seven and five is not a bad record. They're absolutely fine. It's not pressure that makes them lose the week one game to the Pittsburgh Steelers, an absolute random result, is it? If you want, if you want to know why they can't be consistent, that's a fair question. If you're going to blame it as pressure, I don't think it is pressure. I would say that. I would say that week one was a perfect example of it. You come in, it's like, oh, Pittsburgh see, this is a team we can get a win on. This is a team expected to win. I think if you go into that game underdogs, with without anything on you, it's like, oh, just do your best, lads. I don't. I think, think you play a lot better than. It's I like, don't think it's Bills teams made. I think like you that. play a lot. If you come in, it's like, just do your best, lads. I think you play a lot better than. This is a must-win game, and if we lose, if we don't get on the right foot well, here. We're in trouble. Well, that's no, bullshit. I'm whether that's that's bullshit, and that's not a thing that anyone would ever say. The I Bills, think ex- the ex- Bills ex- would not be under pressure in week one to ex- win. Externally, I think that does come on them. No. Now, as to whether I don't think Bill McDermott saying that in the locker room. Bill you know, McDermott. The, uh, Shawnee. Sean, sorry. Um, combined two great coaches. I mean, there, I? what I will agree with you is there is an out. Uh, there is an unexpected ounce of pressure, hmm. and I think we should probably jump to it. I don't even know if you, if you put it in your list. But those Miami Dolphins, that's the pressure to me. They've won five in a row, Miami Dolphins, and now six and seven. They're only one game. I know they've always played a game more, but they're only one game away from the Buffalo Bills. To me, that's the pressure. That there. Nothing else. Well, I would say, I think that's, that's interesting as well. Oh, you blink this together well on the fly, Sam. I like that. I'm good at I would say that the Dolphins had, they also had this pressure on the start of the season. The Dolphins very much did. Had that expectation. Expe- but just because you fail to meet expectations does not mean but it's become, about pressure. But I, but I think, it might be about game plan, but I think about that, talent, it could be about yeah, anything. Not, I'm not saying it's the only factor at all, but I think it's, I think it's an important part of it. I just think, yeah, but... I think it plays in a lot more than you're certainly just writing it off as. I think that's why you see so Miami's sort of winning win streak has come against slightly weird opposition for them as well I suppose but they've also lost to Jacksonville um, they should not have lost that game <laughs> but anyway they did um, but I think they, they it's like oh well, the season's gone kind of thing the, the idea that we're going to do anything's gone so you can play with a bit more freedom they can play the natural game a bit more I mean it's coincided obviously with getting the secondary back which is a, you know, a huge factor for isn't Miami. it just um, it just it's one of the consistent. It's just been so consistently good down there for years. It's been, despite being a poor team, it's insane, Miami. Um, but they, but I think I think that's I think they're an example in point as well. That take the pressure off them a bit. I think it just lets them play a bit better. And like you say, we are talking about quite small margins between them all. I think it's a big factor in your letting on to. Um, and it, I think, or perhaps it's just an easier explanation for me to say why the Bills, you know, not. As good as we all had them down as at the start of the season, which they certainly aren't. As, not, I just, not saying they're poor, not saying they're poor, not saying it's a dreadful no, season. No, I, I understand your opinion. I, just, I honestly think that a Sean McDermott, McDermott coach team, their pressure. I just, I just can't see them being really affected by. Oh shit, we're playing the Patriots this week. Or, oh shit, we're playing this team this week. I just don't really think they feel like that. But fair enough. You know, we've all got opinions. One thing to be said though, this AFC East. They bounced back against Tampa Bay. Well, it's a big bounce. Then I will happily, I will wolf down that humble pie. Yeah, well, you'd be delighted, wouldn't you? <laughs> and to be honest, you know, that's what they've done all season. They've lost a game, they've won a game. They've lost a game, won a game. And it would not surprise me whatsoever, the Bills, to win that game. And, uh, okay, I don't know if anybody watched that game, but we all saw the Patriots 
throw three times the whole game. You see him. Can we just count this out right now? Bill Belichick doesn't. It's not that he doesn't trust his new rookie quarterback, is it? It's just that the conditions made it obvious to run the football until the other team stopped him. Yeah, well, it, I, I love that completion percentage. Well, he had a better completion percentage than George. <laughs> Mac Jones, two or three. He didn't even complete all three of his... No, <laughs> well, not necessarily would do, would you? Josh Allen, 15 or 30. Um, uh, but Mac Jones had a better passive rating, obviously. No, of course he did. But, <laughs> but how like, impressive who was, was it? Who was it on the Patriots came out of the press conference and said, oh, everyone's done a really great game. Like, well, like, everyone's really tried there. It's like, apart from maybe Mac. <laughs> 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 a joke. And it's funny. Whilst you can question... But how this is why teams, Belichick's great. Well, yeah, you know, he... He asked the question of the Bills and they couldn't answer it. Mm. He said, the conditions are bad, we're going to have to run the football here, can you stop us? They couldn't. Simple as that. Didn't need to follow the football. No indictment to me on Mac Jones. What I will say on a couple of those things is the kickers, despite a couple of misses, performed admirably in the conditions. Well, I was going to say, kickers matter. Nick felt 41-yarder in that in those. Uh, did you see some of those kicks? Bass had a 35. Aiming outside the left post. It came in just on the right-hand yeah. side. But also, Josh Allen... Just basically ignored the wind. He he's so got well, such a strong arm. Yes. He was throwing through the fucking wind. Yeah, as I was saying, he's, he was like one quarterback. You can... <laughs> the, the commentator was like saying, "Oh, the wind, left to right." So it's gonna be a tough ass to Josh Allen here. Twenty yard pass to Manny Sanders. Twenty yard pass to fucking Gabriel Davis. Just fucking gunning it through the wind. The wind had no effect on Josh Allen's bullet throws. Exactly. If you throw it hard enough, then the, the wind doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it, it was an enjoyable game. What a guy! Well, I quite enjoyed the, just the build. I saw a bit of the build up to it and just. Putting the poor, <laughs> the poor reporters in. This is how bad the conditions are. And they're absolutely hating it. It's like, let's keep them out here, old game. You know, we just do, yeah. we do it on uh, BT Sports. Just for effect. You know, you get like, F- I just got past this weekend, FA Cup second round. It's like, yeah, you have, we don't have a box for you, obviously, so you just going to do a pitch get side. Get on the pitch side, yeah. And uh, sorry about the hail. You know, live with it. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a great game of football. I know, I know, I've got this right fucking around, this yeah. St- yeah, you just taking the wardy route there. Well, Simon loves a good fucking fucking bosh bosh, bosh game. Yeah. I like fine. I like it adversity. I like adversity and seeing how teams deal with it. No one's and judging you for the it. The Patriots dealt with me straight away. Before we move on to what I would think is a juicy topic, mm-hmm. would you like a slice of parking oh, made please. by my mother-in-law Sue? Ooh, thank you, Sue. It, this is uh, a fantastic parking thing. It's a very gooey, sticky parking. As the Yorkshire Terrier, I'll be. The if it wasn't so leathered, I'd be having a start with it right now. I think that'd be a lovely uh, complimentary drink. Mm. Nice and moist. Yeah, I'll have that, mate. Have I tried to put it on? There you go. A little bit of. It's not too heavy on ginger, actually, really good. Um, She's nailed it, hasn't she? Mm, yeah. It's, I, like the, I like the uh, texture, the tag, the. It's not claggy, but it's it's not made parking in years. Um, mm. it's slightly better than this one I made it, but this is very good all the same. I'm not taking anything away. Are you saying Sue. that you could make better parking than Sue? Yeah, you absolute prick. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure I've got any uh, black tree clinic. I think it's just golden syrup, isn't it? Well, anyway, what the fuck would I know? Anyway, let's move on, guys. Wow, what a day to be from Michigan. I mean, not only do you have Detroit Red Wings playing well in the NHL. Did we? They did. Not only did you have the Michigan Wolverines, as you will touch on, cementing their place in the uh, college football playoffs, but you also had the 0-11-1 Detroit Lions winning the first game of the season against the Minnesota Vikings. I couldn't tell you the score. I don't care. All we know is it happened as, as the clock expired with what I would argue is Possibly his greatest game in his career from Joe Goff. Well, it was 27-29, the final score. Um, going on, just the Michigan stuff, I'll, I'll step slightly on my college uh, <laughs> notes. But it was, it was a really big weekend, I think, in a lot of ways. And um, Dan Campbell referred to it uh, in his uh, post-match presser. But obviously, there was uh, the school shooting at um, Oxford uh, Oxford High School. There was. Uh, on the outskirts of Detroit there. So, I think it was a really, been a real tough time for that whole community. He dedicated the win to it, didn't he? Dedicated the game ball to it, get to the win to it, and, and you sort of read out the names of the victims and, and, and everything, and it was a real uh, nice touch. But I think so. So yeah, every, all those wins you mentioned, what weekend from Michigan came out of uh, a lot of adversity for that community. So it's really it was nice to see, actually, really heartwarming. Well, it's <laughs> heartwarming hard not in the circumstances, kind it's of hard not to like him. Yeah. It? Oh yeah, no, I think we've all been a fan since ever since that first. Well, Wardy thinks he's rah rah, doesn't he? 
Well, well what he's got written down as a you know, Trump supporting uh, right wing gun nut, I suppose, but which doesn't seem to be the case at all, does it? But, um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyone not on the West Coast of what he's like? Well, it? yeah, maybe so. But it's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's that I thought of enthusiasm for the game and, and and his own way of seeing things. And you, I really want to do well, not just because he's a former former saint or anything. I think I just. I, I want him to be a nice guy as well. I don't know if he, is, he seems like it, but you know, I think we all. If you, if you know, someone like, I, I think if we you all turned want, up being arsehole, you'd be really yeah, upset. Yeah, we about all it. we all want to see the mental game plan acumen match up to the morale position to the kind of like this is who we are physicality standpoint, don't we? Mm. You know, it very easy to come in. Preston North End, for instance, just hired a new manager this week from Plymouth, Ryan Lowe, scouser. He talks a great game, you know. We're gonna have the, a team that the fans love, you know. Of course, it's a scouser. Yeah, blah blah blah. Great talk, you know. Interesting, lovely. Hopefully, that's the case. Can you back it up? Mm. It's been thirteen games this season. Wait, I think they're for the Detroit Lions. It's been difficult to back that, it up, and they had oh more certainly unlucky. They pushed some big teams. They close. really should have had Chicago. They really should have had Pittsburgh that draw as well. Um, I don't think they're the worst team in this division. I, I in, this division in this league. No, I don't think they are either. Um, despite what the record shows and may well show at the end of it, which isn't the worst thing for them, obviously. Um, I see Dan Campbell loves to get his hand on uh, Thibodeau, won't he? <laughs> I mean, I say if Detroit do finish bottom, actually number one pick nailed straight on. Is it? Don't move on there from there. Not for me, but carry what, on. What if it's Dan Campbell picking? Well, if it's any one who wants defensive player picking. Okay. Uh, well, we'll get into that. Should, let's just say they should stay close to home. We'll get we'll get into this in a couple of months' time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. Uh, but yeah, what a win this was uh, for Detroit. I think just coming back in the way they did. The first touchdown for another uh, draft Nick favourite, wasn't he? Uh, Saint Brown, Armand Ra, Saint Brown. Armand Ra. A lot of people liked him. I thought it was, I thought he went where he should have gone. Uh, he's very. T- it was a busy wide receiver class, wasn't it? Obviously. Um, very talented. I thought he was um, yard of the catch kind of guy. USC. I think when he landed in Detroit, I thought it was a good, great landing spot. Mm. He should get some season gay time. Uh, it's taken a while, but well, I'm glad he's done it. You know, big uh, first touchdown, which mm. we have to say was kind of given to him by some very dubious defensive play on Minnesota's side. Um, well, we'll get to Minnesota in a minute. But what about Jared Goff? Like, let's not forget, this is a guy who we've all fucking marginalised, me included now. I was sick and tired of the fucker the last two or three weeks. Like, some of the... <laughs> he came out a different animal this week. Like, pushing the, the change, you know, hitting guys downfield. Really being aggressive. I don't know if that was a thing that... I don't the know if Lions... end of the season coming up, he's got an idea about his future on the line. <laughs> maybe. Um, I don't... Maybe. But he, maybe. he certainly need... I don't think... It's not on... Unf... He did have a very good game. He played, yeah, like I say, it was one of his better games as a I quarterback. Think, I th- yeah, I think in his career, not just obviously his first win outside of it, a, it's, it's his best game as a quarterback. Is the reason I, I, mean, I was still quite annoyed about it, but and the reason I kind of don't want to pull the trigger on too hard is that game in uh, in the eighth wonder. Um, yeah, in the playoffs. In the playoffs against that was a performance, but obviously the reason why this is such a good narrative is because he was outside of the realms of uh, Sean McVay mm. and how can he do well, that's, in this situation. Well, that's the whole thing with the, in, the, in the dome that they couldn't, he had to turn his Yeah, contract. precisely, yeah. So um, the micro, it's a microcosm, isn't it, really? So, so he has these games. Just, uh, again, uh, with most quarterbacks of his level, um, wherever that you call that level is, with Dalton will be in a similar thing. Of, uh, they're not terrible quarterbacks. They've always got a lot of talent about them, but they Think well, you're not quite, you're not a starter really, but you are going to get a few starting jobs and fade away. Uh, it's the consistency that's going to be the issue for him. So if he produces this week in week out for a while, we'll have to we'll all take it back and say, well done, you've you've started to fill your number one pick potential. But um, I won't get the bunting out for him just yet. No, I mean uh, his days in Detroit are numbered, but more importantly, is the days that Mike Zimmer has left. In the Minnesota Vikings, because if you're a Vikings fan and you're presiding over a team with a top eight offense and a defense that has struggled the last two or three years and doesn't seem to be getting much better, but more importantly, is a team that seems to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory more often than not. The team that have lost was it nine games now by eight points or less. Well, yeah, one and a lot of every game is by a score with those 
Uh, either way. is insane. Those um, numbers are insane. Let me double check that for you guys. But the Vikings, sorry, seven, not nine. I don't know why I said nine. <laughs> Could they play that? They're five and seven. They, they they lose so many games by one score. They throw it away. But they, they win by the... Apart from the Seahawks, they saw off quite comfortably, and that's about it, I think. And everything else has been within, yeah, one score. Well, eight-point loss to the Niners, I suppose, still one score, isn't it? Um, and yet, if the season was to end today, I think the Minnesota Vikings would be in the playoffs. But they wouldn't have five and seven. Yes, they would. They are five and seven. I think they've been seventeen behind uh, ahead of the Panthers. I think. Well, that's an indictment. Um, oh no, Washington was sneaking, sneaking at six and six. Well, that, that, but that it's an close. That's an indictment. They are well within the playoff race, but the question remains: They're well within the playoffs. Will are the, are the Vikings on the on the cusp of like, doing one or two things by making it click, becoming a team to be feared, or blowing the whole thing up and starting again? You know, this is a team that ranks in good metrics for the most part. Why can't they put it all together, Sam? Well, I think it just—I think it is going to fall on the coach's shoulders here because he's been there a while, and they don't—they're not really. I mean, they're treading water at best, but probably a bit worse than that since um, the playoff appearance. To, uh, well, when they nearly had a nearly had a home home Super Bowl, didn't they? Three, the double doink years ago. Um, well, that was Chicago, wasn't it? But he had. Uh, but yeah, you're looking at a team which, like you say, have got two of the best receivers in the league, a very good quarterback, not as good as some people think he is, um, who, who may or may not listen to this pod tonight. Um, <laughs> but you know, that, that should be that should be a very high scoring offense. So they, they've never sorted that O line out, or certainly haven't had for a long time. And then defensively, you know, from a few years ago when they were very good, they're probably not quite as good as they were. And they've got and Zimmer is meant to be, you know, as hired as a sort. of you know, defensive mastermind. And it feels like, and like I say, that play at the end when they—that I mean—that was coaching. Why? Why those two safeties were just stood watching you receive on the goal line, catch the ball rather than you know standing in front of me or stand on the line. Yeah, as a Vikings fan, watching how soft they played that defense on like twelve seconds left. Uh, well, I don't even know if it was a fourth down or not, but it was a, it was a late down play. Yeah, you knew what was coming. You knew how to do it. Yeah, it was. So stuff like that is what's going to build it. And I say the manner of the defeats where you think these are games you really should be winning and you're managing not to. Um, it's not quite in the Atlanta Lolcan stage of last season <laughs> when Dan Quinn had to take the bullet. Um, but they are indicative of um, you know, a team that's just lacking something in coaching. I think, uh, again, a little bit, uh, probably reading, reading between the lines too much here, but I think a lot of it stems back from a lot of the COVID fallout with this team, which seemed to be a big issue uh, Eight months ago, six months ago now, where well, it did seem to be a bit of disconnect between coaching staff and, and playing staff. Uh, I wonder if that has just rolled on a little bit, and that's why you know, they're still just perhaps not married together as much in lockstep as you want them to be. Uh, and when it does get like that, we all know there's only one way out, and, the, and it's from the other perspective, there's, there's an easy option which is firing the coach, and the hard option which is firing everyone else. Yeah, I mean, it's very easy to like nice, isn't it? One of those grouchy old school coaches, isn't it? Who I think he's um, mellowed quite a lot this season. Yeah, maybe he has, and maybe that's the problem. I don't, I don't know what the problem is with the Vikings. It's, uh, it might not be a problem. They might go on a run mm. and like overcome it and be like, oh yeah, it was just some kind of weird blip. But it's it's hard to look from the outside in and look at the Doesn't Vikings. Like think, the that, Vikings should be better than five and seven. Mm. That's what we say. Not just based on the players and the coaching, but based on the how they played. They don't. They shouldn't be five and seven. They should be seven and five. Well, it's, well, it's an interesting run they've got here. So Steelers next week. Yeah. Um. At, at Minnesota. Uh. Then they're down to Chicago. Mhm. Then they're hosting the Rams, at the Packers, and then uh, hosting the Bears again. So well, to me, that's. No, just say that's hard, Nick. That's eight well, wins. Say, I'll, I'll give them eight. Assuming they beat Chicago twice, and they should do. They would fancy themselves against Steelers. So eight and nine is what we're saying. Which isn't good enough, really, is it? Well, we don't know. We've never anticipated a seventeen-game season before. That's true, but um, but but if you they're up against just just for context, they're up against the six and six forty niners, the six and six Washington football team, and then the five and seven Panthers, Falcons, and Saints. Take away that loss, it's called an eight and eight team. It's for for the 
second, third year in the row, you know, since that, they're not really progressing now. So you've got to say, well, what to do? Yeah, you're right. Do we need a change here? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. As a, as a Vikings fan, you can be nothing more than frustrated. Mm. Big question for you now, though. If you're a Jacksonville fan, where the fuck do you stand? <laughs> Are you frustrated? Are you used to it? Are you accepting that this is season one under a new era? Are you thinking this is... Ex, you know, this is what should be happening right now. Or are you one of those guys who think, you know, Trevor Lawrence has thrown one touchdown in seven games? The, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, effect, even if they, even if they have the same win, rate, uh, you know, win number, win ratio, they should still be performing a little better than they are doing. Certainly, with all right, he's a rookie; he's going to make mistakes, but you've got a bit of talent around him on on that offense. For some reason, your thousand-yard running back. Um, isn't getting half as many touches as he should be right now. Um, you got a coach who has no experience in the NFL, who had you know, a lot of question marks outside of that, but just in terms of playing, you know, setting up a team for a, a you know professional team for an NFL Sunday, isn't experienced at it. Anything we really should not be on the same uh, win total as the Houston Texans right now, and and very much staring down the barrel of. Being number one pick overall again, which is obviously a fair comparison because, like, this is the question you put, isn't it? Was uh, was the question there? Uh, will Jacksonville excuse Meyer for finishing worse than Houston this year? And we all know that Houston, Houston Texans are a shit show. Mm. They've been tanking, willingly or not. They released Malik Cunningham this week. You know, another big name gone uh, from the defense. It's almost like they're trying to lose, yet. Doing the same wins as Jacksonville in the same division, you know we. Are, I think it was something, but I I think I predicted who's to beat Jacksonville week one, which is almost a gimme for the Jagu- Jacksonville Jaguars at that stage, considering the torment that the Texans yeah. franchise have been through this off season. It you it's a great question because it's relevant. It's not only relevant in the fact that you know the Jacksonville Jaguars are struggling in their own right, but they're struggling comparatively to a team. Who, no other franchise has been given a harsher hand than a new regime at Houston. Why can they not outperform Houston, Sam? I generally don't know. I think, I think it is down to I, I think it's, I was I was dubious about the appointment at the time. <laughs> I think a lot of people were. And I don't think I think there's been step every step along the way. We think we I mean, like a draft night was questionable. It was very much, but I mean, obviously, we all. Us draft next know nothing, but yeah, you're right. Uh, I forgot who they got. I know, I know he didn't. He's not been. Uh, Travis Etienne went Travis to the, Etienne in the first a, round, which was a killer not to have him all season. Yeah, you're right. Um, and perhaps we would be looking at a different story if it had landed, and and that's just the dumb luck that we had uh, has succumbed to. I don't think it is though. I think it was a stupid pit, uh, which we called at the time, and, then, and obviously the sort of various hires through the summer, were like. No, and then hires and immediate unhires and all of this. And yeah, then, it's ridiculous. Isn't it? And then he's made a few good calls. Obviously, the game in London with that. Oh, I tell you right now, nobody was more buoyant after that London game than me. I was all in on the Jaguars. I thought, you know, this is a turning point for them, considering his decision to go stay out in Ohio and all the fucking furore that, that came from that when that woman danced his lap. And yeah. you know, I thought this was a moment. And since then they've won another game. And I thought that might be the moment, but it's never been quite consistent with the moments, has it? Yeah, strings together. Just, I think the concern is going to be, um, and that's from, from the sort of higher ups in that uh, organization, is that they know that you definitely have got a generational talent at quarterback. Definitely. Like, why are you not getting more of it though? So why? So why is he yeah underperforming? Even if it's a rookie year, whatever excuse you want to put onto him. You should have more than two wins. They should be doing better than the Texans are now. Um, and you shouldn't be the butt of a joke like you are with that. No, you should but, look like, like a team that, you know, who, even if they're not doing anything this season, they look like they're priming for something yeah, in the future. The whole thing's like, you know, the Rams are struggling. It's like, oh, what's on the car? Uh, what's the best tonic? Uh, invite the Jaguars over for a game. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, that's it. Like, like, we, can talk, we can talk about um, pressure and things like that. Or momentum. I mean, look at the big team. You're still confident that week in, week out, they're going to, you know, step up. Like, we've, we've just questioned the Bills for a good 10 minutes, 15 mm. minutes. They lost the Patriots yeah, by, yeah, by, by, set, by one touchdown. You know, yeah. come on. 
That's not, that's not, yeah, it's is, levels, yeah. isn't it? It's levels. This, this Essentially, and this is why question. the Jaguars fans will should be getting upset. Well, I so mean, it, it started it, off bad when Jackson DeVoe tried to fucking, uh, what was it, face it down down from the top of the stadium and he got fucking stuck halfway <laughs> down. As, as, yeah, as low as Jacksonville's expectations were, there were maybe five wins, and you know three's looking like it's going to be hard work for them. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Of I mean, it, it, th- at that point, you're talking semantics, and again, some people will sit there and say, the "Lower the wins at that point, the better for your franchise." But you do want some hope that the new regime you've implemented, you know, the Trent Balky and the Urban Meyer, is going to be the one for the future. Well, you, there's no faith for me. And I assume from yourself, and I assume from Jacksonville Jaguar fans, that the Cards are making the right decision when it comes to employing the people at the yeah. top of the franchise. Yeah, it doesn't feel that way at all. And that's it. We, everyone looks smart. Yeah, you know, when things land right, it looks smart. But at the time, I think there's so, there's so many question marks. It looks so. It, it's, it's this isn't retrospectively saying, oh well, we all need it. Yeah. We're not. It's not being. This isn't hindsight. At the time, we're like this is risky. Yeah. This is not smart. And we you know, obviously weren't the only ones saying it. A lot. You know, people a lot wiser and uh, know business a lot more than we do were saying the same as well. Was, so why on earth they don't know that? I don't know. But uh, it's a really big December for them coming up. Looking at it, they've got the Titans, which um, we'll we'll forget about for now. But then after that, uh, hosting the Texans, then the way at uh, the Jets. Now, if they come out of December winless. Then you've got to, you know, pressure to pull the trigger there is, is going to be immense because. Well, they've got enough acumen, they've got enough, you know, collateral to fire him if they want. Yeah. Right After that's the Pats and the Colts, by the way, so forget January. Um, <laughs> but if they, if they lose to the Texans and the Jets on, basically just to get the season looking respectable, mate, or not even respectable, but not disastrous. At least achieving what we all thought they were capable of. Yeah. Um, then I. Say the cards probably just have to hold their hands up and say, "Well, we got this wrong. We shouldn't have hired him. Let's get a you know much more reputable football brain in because or an NFL brain. Sorry, not too disparaging of my because I think Collins' record is phenomenal. But um, the right hire, yeah. No, you're right. Absolutely right. And uh, the AFC, well, it's intrigue. It's probably more at the top of the table. And did, uh, just so quickly, I thought to the Rams. Is that just playing the Jaguars? Does that feel like it's a bit? Do you reckon they'll take that get right game into into January, do you think? I think the Rams are fine. I think the Rams are playoff material. That was a healthy game. They've got the problems. Are they gonna go the way? Probably not. But they're in the mix. Uh, it was an absolutely perfect time to play January, wasn't it? It was. And they're in. And I wanna know who's gonna join him, Sam, because the bottom end of the NFC is much more interesting. Like I just alluded to, you've got three teams in the NFC South on five and seven. That's the Panthers, Falcons, Saints. You've got a couple of teams on six and six, which is the 49ers, who are third in their own division. Like we're talking about the eight rounds. They're eight and four, mate. They're in. They're in. Two, uh, more, yeah. two more wins are in, aren't they? You can't see that happening out of five games. The, nine, the, the World Cup positions, as it stands, are Rams... Washington and San Francisco. Well, of course, Washington are in there too. So, let's ask you a few questions. Sam, our Was- first question is Washington. Are they playoff viable? I would argue yes. The defense was just slow to start going, but it's getting going now despite injuries. And the offense, interestingly, Taylor Heineke, if you look at the metrics, some of the EPAs and things like that, performing the top eight of the NFL all of a sudden. You know, this is a team that took a while to start clicking, very quietly sneaking up. They're not going to catch the Cowboys, but can they do what they did last year, sneak into the playoffs and maybe ruffle some feathers in the, in the wildcard round because they almost toppled the Buccaneers, didn't they? They did. I think t- I mean, there's a lot of caveats to yeah, it. Really. It's only a quick question. But, um, but first of all, that defence had, you know, say, better despite injury. Some people argue it's because of injury that sort of made them sort of find solutions that they perhaps were just leaning on uh, or, you know, on, on Chase Young maybe too much just like do the job for him or this I, I, but yeah they're certainly performing a lot higher to what, more to what they should be Yeah. Uh, and as to whether actually they had a few blessings in disguise which I have heard mooted as a, a reason for them it's interesting it's beyond my uh, beyond my ken to be fair hey, here's a question for you then mm. someone you mentioned just half a game back because they played a game more 
the Philadelphia Eagles. I know we're I know we're all excited and then we're a bit down after a bad loss. They're only six and seven. And if you look at the offense, every single metric you look at, they're in the top seven or eight. Well, and they've got Minshew Mania in And as Minshew's well. back. They're another team. Let's throw them in. So we've got Washington, we've got Philadelphia, we've got New Orleans, well, we've New got Atlanta. If you look at and if you look at the and, if you look at the wild card race, Atlanta. Yeah, they're in the mix, big time. Atlanta are five and seven. Oh, they're five and seven as well. Panthers yeah. are five and seven. Panthers, yeah. So you've got mate. You are Atlanta in the mix. You're bottom of the NFC South now, the Saints. Yeah, no, I've just seen that. I thought Atlanta had a game less than that. Um, yeah, if you look at the so. Let's say San Francisco and uh, Washington football team, both six and six, puts them in the wild card race. After they got uh, the top of the, the rest of the rest so far, it's the Eagles on six and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got uh, five the, and seven. Your three NFC uh, South teams, aren't and, you? And Minnesota. Uh, and then after that, Giants, Bears, Seahawks. And Lions, that. After that, that let's, let's cut the line at five and seven, Sam. So. So, so five and seven are all kind of in the mix. You, I think, I would love to see the, the Eagles do it. I think they've obviously got a few issues on, on defence and. They're not a perfect team, but I, th- I, just think, I just think they're quite an interesting, exciting offense. Like when it gets going, they're quite hard to beat. I think much more with Hurts than it is with Minshew. It's just slightly trickier to quarterback to sort of control, and I, I would be happy with that. Um, Washington, I think, have they got a few injuries now on offense? Or do the uh, McLaurin. Ah, uh, no. Some of the interesting interest injuries are coming back on offense. I think they're looking a little bit better. But these, this was a team who we thought might, uh, I mean, surprised everyone because by getting playoffs last year in a way, but whoever was going to get out of that division was kind of surprised to everyone <laughs> last season. Um, it started slow, but that defence getting back to the level they should do. Heineke, he still doesn't feel like he's going to be a, a long-term starter in the NFL, maybe he is, but he's certainly got moments, enough moments in him, you think, to not a Super Bowl push, maybe certainly get to getting a wild card game and maybe another game beyond that. Um, the problem with all of these, I mean, Carolina Panthers we're going to talk about seem to be in disarray in, in, in bye week. Um, and the Atlanta Falcons, not quite sure how they got to five and seven. They, they look like on a big downward slide. The Saints might pick up a few more wins now with a few players coming back. But again, they've had so many issues, especially the injuries to the O-line, which is really one of their, you know, their key position of strength, has made them very dubious for it. Whichever team this is, they're one and done. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems that's. I mean, we can talk all we want. I know you put the Panthers down there and what's happening with the Panthers. And then we know we know they sat Joe Brady as their offensive coordinator. It's a very interesting scenario. I don't have the time to talk to you about it, so I've got to be honest. You're right. These are a bunch of people fighting over privilege of being in a playoff game where they lose, aren't they? It feels like it's actually in Chicago and nicked in last season. That's it. That's absolutely it. And we're getting to the season now where we have to start splitting hairs. And that, a, there's definitely a defi- definitive line. There. I would say this is what makes it interesting about the extended playoff season. Yeah. Is that this wouldn't be a discussion point two years ago. Absolutely agree, buddy. So it's nice I, to have this uh, little thing just to play for your Europa League position or whatever it is. Absolutely agree. Or Europa Conference now. Right, buddy. You've got five minutes to talk to me about college football. So let's have a little cheeky trip. Dan Aykroyd Avenue. Aykroyd Avenue. Cheers, I'm going to be a lot more than five minutes, but... Uh, <laughs> no doubt. Maybe wait an hour for my fucking train. There's not too many. Anyway, Alabama hosted the undefeated Georgia Bulldogs. They did. Who had conceded 83 points in the preceding 12 regular season games. Uh, and Alabama stuck a big time 40-burger on the nation's number one. Nice. Um, this was near enough must-win game for the Crimson side if they wanted to be in the mix. Uh, to defend their national championship, and they produced performance uh, when needed, running out comfortable victors. It was twenty-four forty-one on the night. Uh, Bryce Young will have done his Heisman bid no harm whatsoever. He's the odds-on favourite now, Sam. Absolutely dominant display uh, against yeah, the best defense, still the best defense in the country. To be fair, um, four hundred twenty-one yards, three passing touchdowns, and uh, additional one on the ground. Uh, he just he looked like he belonged there, didn't he? He uh, did. It was fantastic. Um, additional credit actually to the Bama defense that kept George just. Uh, Three out of twelve on the third down conversions, uh, and all but ended the contest early in the fourth quarter with uh, Jordan Battle pick six. Um, that was uh, so Bama and Georgia swapping ramping, ranking positions, first and third uh, going in, and first and third going out. Um, uh, but would there be any other changes in the top four? Well, no. Uh, Good. Cincinnati saw off their second ranked team of the season, 
um, beating Houston um, 20 points to 35. Uh, and we moved the last chance the committee had to deny the Bearcats a historic playoff berth. Um, since he really put the hammer down in the third quarter here with three unanswered touchdowns, uh, including the second for the game standout performer, Jerome Ford, who had 18 rushes amounting to 187 yards and two scores, which is just stupid figures, aren't they? Um, <laughs> what, ten, yeah, that's 10 yards a carry every time. Um, the other team who might have lost a playoff place was Michigan, uh, who went to Luke's Old Stadium in Indianapolis, to actually yeah. wallop Iowa, uh, claiming the Big Ten for the first time in 17 years. Uh, crushing second half, uh, 28 unanswered points, resulted in a, a 42-3 final score. So full fun, full vindication for Jim Harbour, uh, who's had enjoyed a tough time, as I think I've alluded to, uh, at uh, uh, with, the Mich- uh, with the Wolverines. Uh, dream job for him, obviously. That he's he's taken a pay cut to keep this year, hasn't he? He's, um, Does he? Yeah, I think any any sort of bonuses you get, it was all kind of dependent on on getting the results he needed. Perhaps that's the secret. Um, but yeah, I think he's taking a pay cut to keep it. He's also the bonuses he got. He, he got a load from for beating a high state last week. Um, he's put those back into the university uh, staff program because obviously a lot of people there took pay cuts through um, the pandemic as well. Yeah. Um, so it's a real sort of feel-good story, and as we sort of referenced earlier, obviously a sort of real um, emotional time for the community around, around that area of, uh, of Michigan as well. So, uh, yeah, a nice feel-good stuff at the end there. They kept their number two ranking. Um, so playoffs will be in the Cotton Bowl. Bama at number one will play Cincinnati number four. Yeah, boy! Um, these are all on New Year's Eve, by the way, guys, yeah, outside yeah. midnight, uh, our time. Um, you coming around? Yeah, it's looking like it. <laughs> what do you want me to do with that? Well, see, uh, well, we'll see. I might get better offer. Probably won't. Not not all that. Not lot of college football you, as you well. Think, you think you'll get a better offer than me? I don't think that. No, no Simon. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, and the other one on the other side of midnight will be Michigan two, Georgia three. Well, that's going to be a good that's game. That's the Orange Bowl. That will be interesting. A few of the bowl games just to mention to you. Uh, nothing for Texas, of course. Uh, in the Alamo Bowl, Oklahoma will play in Oregon. Yes, they will. Um, it should be fun. I like I like Houston San Diego State. I think it's, it's a game. Or San Diego State, someone good in the um, Houston Auburn. It's uh, always going to be a good game. And San Birmingham Diego's, Bowl. Yes. Yeah, San Diego good. State playing uh, UTSA. Yes, they're going to be very good games. Those both those games will be good. Uh, Sam, I want to know uh, your opinion in the national championship final. Who's going to win, Cincinnati or Michigan? Uh, I don't think either of the teams will feature. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? I think we will get a rerun of Bama Georgia. I think Georgia will win that. Uh, that's just my mindset. Very um, nice. Peach Bowl, Pittsburgh, Michigan State. Michigan State had really sort of a good season, but disappointing because they're so close and then not. Yeah, yeah. No, hey, they should. They would had no expectations other than maybe three or four wins this year. So yeah. fair play to them. Um, what else have we got? Previously mentioned Iowa Hawkeyes who really bombed out as well. Again, didn't have much to. Expect to the start of the season, but <laughs> such a good start. They'll be playing Kentucky. Uh, and the Rose Bowl, big one. Ohio State playing Utah would beat Oregon. Good move, good game. Take the Pac 12. Big time um, news, six game. That. that should be fun. And the last one, Baylor and Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl again. That's, that's going to be a real offensive masterclass. Yes, two, two big uh, high scoring teams there. Should be fun. And that's, that's the game to round it off on January the 2nd. Uh, well, yeah, early Sunday morning for us. And that's going to be the end of your I take it almost is that that's going to be in your college corner a couple of weeks week. yeah such a shame quickly now let's get to our ballsy causes balls calls Sam Simon and Ward collapsing pocket feeling pretty naughty making dodgy picks on the footy ballsy ballsy don't know really much about the sporty Sam Simon and Ward. Sam, Wardy's got his in. Let's talk. Tonight, Pittsburgh at Minnesota. Go. Um, uh, well, God knows. Yeah, up and down. <laughs> but I need your pick and I need uh, The Vikings seconds. for me, thank you. I think, I think yes, sir. How is it? You know, last week I said it would be Steelers, Ravens, neither team will get to 20 points. Yeah. It would be an absolute bore fest. Yeah. So close to being correct. Um, well, I'll give you that. Yeah. Fair play. I'm on Minnesota as well, so is Wardy. It's a Minnesota sweep. They lost two in a row, as Wardy says. They're going to win them one now. And Pittsburgh, you know, they blew the load against Baltimore, didn't they? Big Ben was looking good, though, didn't he? Who's 
Oh yeah, almost well, certainly finished now. Well, was that his last game against the Ravens? Big Ben, bloody hell! He blew his, he, he put all his eggs in one basket. He's done now. It's emotional, wasn't it? New Orleans at New York Giants. What New Sam? Jets. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Who are we having? <laughs> well, obviously, this is this one of the ballsy causes. By the way, it fucking better be. No, you scumbag. Uh, the Saints for me, thank you. Why would this be a ballsy cause? The Jets are terrible, and the Saints have lost five in a row. No, they haven't. Streak. Saints. Five and seven. Lost five. Right here. Says they the... won the first. Oh, hang on. Carry on. <laughs> Are you all right there, buddy? Yeah. Good. Yeah. New Orleans. Give me New Orleans Saints. Just checking it's on you, buddy. Game, oh, I feel good there, didn't you? Atlanta at Carolina. Talk to me. Well, yeah, apparently it's too... it'll be interesting how Carolina come out from that you know, Joe Brady situation, etc., yep. etc. Et blah, blah. Um, but the Falcons, for me, I think, slightly better team. Yeah, I think so too. I'm going for the Falcons. I think Cordero Patterson's hard to stop. And Wardy's gone for the Panthers, which Cordero makes... Cordero Patterson sneaky MVP. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, the unusual Seattle Seahawks versus the Houston Texans. Are we really going to go against Seattle here? Uh, no, Russell was looking a bit more like his old self, wasn't he? Well, yeah, um, against the 49ers, of course he was. Do wonder if he's, is this his last season? Too late, I put you down for the Seattle. Las Vegas at Kansas City. This is a ballsy cause if you so choose, Sam. Yeah, I noticed Wardy took this uh, in his uh, <laughs> PR selection as, as being the most favourable ballsy cause available to him this I week. I disagree, but I, I, I can see why he thought that. Um, but no, the Chiefs. The Chiefs are much better. Much better Much better team. and look like they're just. Yeah, slowly putting it together. Yeah, they're the number one seed AFC team, aren't they? Yeah, you just feel like they're going to be really clicking. January. I tell you what, Wally might not have gone for a ballsy, ballsy, cozy, but he has picked some odd games. He's picked Cleveland to beat Baltimore. Um, yeah, I'm not sure why you would do that. Uh, it is a, Baltimore. I've been a bit poor recently, but uh, I have no faith in Cleveland at the moment. Like virtually none. Say Baltimore for me. Me neither, mate. Give me those Ravens. Uh, he's also gone for the Washington football team to beat the Dallas Cowboys at home. That's less ridiculous. Um, Washington, you know, like I said, they're on a good streak. Um, I would still favour the Cowboys. Uh, but it's one of those games that's always a bit of a coin toss, isn't it? Just with the, uh, the history and stuff involved. You know, a derby game as much as you can get in the, the NFL. <laughs> Well, so you're being a thousand miles apart. Are you going for Dallas? Uh, Dallas for me. Yeah. Don't forget, you need to give me a ballsy cause, you mate. Yeah, I'll just pick the Lions. All right. <laughs> Jacksonville at Tennessee, talk to me. Uh, well, it's not going to be this one. No, Tennessee, thank you very much. Give me those Jaguars. This is my ballsy oh, cause. On what basis? Whatever. Uh, on the only basis that we're running out of games to pick one. And uh, Tennessee are very, very flimsy right now. Uh, New York Giants at. I can't read that. Los, Los Angeles, Angeles Chargers. I don't want to read it. Um, <laughs> now, I could see... Saquon's back, yes or no? Let's go. I don't, that's irrelevant. I could see the Chargers falling on... That Giants defence looking very, very good indeed. Um, oh, this is a fucking 180. It is. I agree. Well, they're, prov- you know, they're proving me wrong. Um, I'm sure they're pleased about that. Crack on. I'm not going to have it as my ballsy, but I'll take the Giants on this one. Mm-hmm. It's not that balls, to be honest. We're talking about the Chargers here. Detroit at Denver. Yes, sir. Detroit. <laughs> Taking that momentum. Yeah, now. he's having it. Oh, let's get two wins for Dan Campbell and his Denver boys. Denver needs to be showing up. How on earth Denver in the mix? Well, Denver, both me and Wardy have gone for here. Cincinnati hosts San Francisco. Have you, have you both gone Chargers? Uh, yeah, we've both gone Chargers. Because well, you got Chargers. I thought you were never picking the Chargers again. Well, yeah, apart from we're playing the Giants, so okay. of course I have to. Cincinnati hosts San Francisco 49ers. What is interesting? What has gone Cincinnati? Yeah, well, obviously he would do. Um, he's just in that because he doesn't want to go for the Niners. I think uh, Bengals will bounce back probably. I think they should. Nice. It's a lock in. Everyone's gone Cincinnati there. The big game of the week, I think it's the game going to be on the 9 o'clock TV on uh, Sky Sports. Buffalo at Tampa Bay. Huge game. Ward has got the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go the Buccaneers as well. It's a huge spot for the Buffalo well, Bills. Well, those fuckers into a game, can you? Um, I well, think... I, hey, there's nothing wrong with going Buffalo here. I think it's got yeah, an no, opportunity. No, I think Buffalo will. I think they'll, um, 
The Buccaneers are certainly gettable that. You can absolutely make the case that Buffalo can win this game. The Buffalo really need to as well, which Tampa don't. Well, interesting, but uh, I don't mind you going for Buffalo there. At all, Sam. Right, Sunday Night Football. <laughs> Chicago going into Green Bay. You know, going with this for your ballsy calls, you Sam. Well, I mean, I've got two already, haven't I? So I don't need a third. you got one. Um, which, I mean, one? Yeah, the one that you came. You said it was a ballsy cosy. Yeah, with Detroit and... Yeah, that's the Bulls cosy. Giants. Nah. Away in it, it is. Nah. Um, away at the Chargers. Oh, yeah, that's an away game. It's, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Blah, blah, it's blah. It's ballsier than the Raiders. Crack um, on. <laughs> uh, but, uh, even though, obviously, again, Derby-ish kind of game, I will go with the Packers, uh, who just look very, very good. Yeah, lock that one in. Everyone for the Packers over the Bears. Is that could be the end of Matt Nagy? And uh, Mon- speaking of how good Monday Night Football has been recently, this is a big one, isn't it? For the AFC West battle, we're talking about, of course, this will decide the Los Angeles Rams, the eight and four Los Angeles Rams. You know, that's a good record. Going to the desert to play the ten and two Arizona Cardinals, the only team in the NFL with ten wins so far. Sam, who is going to win this game? Yeah, it's tempting, isn't it? Who's that? I'm going to go for the home team. Cardinals. I'm going to the home team as well. It was swayed it, but I tell you what, those Rams can give that those Cardinals a great game. Definitely, I, I think they'll want to. What's Wardy got on that? Wardy's gone on his own as well. Sorry, buddy. No, hang on, oh, I don't want to lock it. Well, it's locked already. It's over. You've done it. Go with your gut, buddy. Thank you very much for listening, folks. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by our good friends over at Royal Flush Designs. Quality gear all throughout the year. Anything you want bespoke designing on any kind of clothing, get it sent over to them. Sam, what's the website address? Um, Royalflushdesigns.co.uk Correct. What's the Twitter handle? It's Royal Flush. Forget the O. Correct. And if they go to... It's Royal Flush. At Royal Flush. And... If you go to the website, place your order and gets the checkout. If you go to the checkout and you go to the discount code box, Sam, what is the code? Uh, pocket 10, letters pocket, numbers 10. Knock yourself off 10% you discount for being Christmas though, guys. A, No, if you get it in this week, you're all good. 10% discount, loyal listeners only. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Uh, Rob Board should be back next week. We can't make any promises. But until then, you've had, the, you've had the pleasure of myself and Sam. My name's Sam and Carol. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Sam Aykroyd. And we will see you this time next week. ta